Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Did you sit through that Super Bowl? Super Bland, I think, is uh, probably what they should uh, rename it between the game and all the commercial breaks, especially here in Canada when all we get is uh, promos for a show called uh, I Am Cat. Yeah. Um, But here's what I thought was the most entertaining or interesting point in the game is when they put the camera on the Bucks uh, coach. What's his name? Bruce Bruce Arians. His mom in the stands, she's 95 years old. Uh-huh. She looked great for it. I, I said, oh my gosh, she looks like she was like 75 or right. 60. She looked really good. And he was asked about that. And he said, oh yeah, still has her own apartment, lives with her uh, her friend. Biggest fan, cheers, comes to the games, yeah. cheers, mom. Amazing, 95 years old. That, to me, was the most entertaining part or interesting part of the whole damn game. Uh, what was interesting, uh, a lot of people were confused at the start of the game. To see as many people in the stands. I texted you about that. I got a text from you. Adrian, she's like, why is it full? Well, no, they're cardboard cutouts for the most part. People paid 100 bucks per each of those cardboard cutouts to have themselves in the stand. And with that, you get the opportunity to win a pair of tickets to next year's Super Bowl. It's cool. Uh, and uh, and it looked, I mean, it, it pulled it off. It, it didn't yep. look empty. I mean, it wasn't empty. They still had like 25,000 people. Um, Do you notice, too, I was listening to the sound effects. Whoever did the audio, very good. Like, mm-hmm. you would have thought that stadium was full with yep. real people. And and even the mixing, the subtleness of like a little bit of music in there, the, you'd constantly hear Guns N' Roses, the, uh, the beginning of, I think, Welcome to the Jungle, just with a little bit of Axel screaming and like just the way they blended it all together. Right. Very, very impressive. The music might have been going on in the stadium because they normally do play before kickoffs and right. that sort of thing. But uh, but you're right. I mean, I, I've been impressed with that throughout all the sports with no fans in the stands. Hockey, another one where it doesn't sound empty Although, by any means. At the beginning, and that's why I texted you because Maria and I were going back and forth. I, I said, I, I can't. It's got to be TV trickery because it, it looks to me like there's like the place is full and then uh what caused more confusion was at the beginning when they were doing the anthem you had all the like the the 25,000 i think who were allowed in the stadium you had a bunch of them in behind the performers her mm. and they all had drinks in their hand and yeah some they, they all had masks on but most of them were pulled down cuz yeah. they were drinking and singing along that'll be a bit of a super spreader i'm sure even, uh, you know, Major League Baseball announced last week that they're going to, re- when they resume, they're resuming with limited fans in the stands. Right. Asking, you know, they can't sit. They're trying to distance them how they're sat, uh, like six feet apart. Okay. And you, you got to wear masks unless you're eating and drinking. Right. Which is, in a baseball game, constantly. That's all you do. Or <laughs> That's all you do. Or sleeping. Right. Catching a nap. Um, an ad during the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, would run you about $5.5 million. A lot of companies deciding this year to bail on it, not give the money to uh, the Super Bowl and to the NFL, but rather to different charities. Anyhow, somebody did a little math to figure out things that cost less than a Super Bowl ad. Okay. At $5.5 million for a Super Bowl ad, you could buy 1 million Big Macs. (laughs) You could buy the cheapest used Gulfstream jet that's currently on sale. Okay. Or less than a Super Bowl ad. You could buy 100 Bitcoins for less than a Super Bowl ad. Pretty good investment. You could buy 25 brand new Porsche 911 convertibles for less than a Super Bowl ad. Uh, and did you see what Bud Light did 
you know, you may not have, uh, you know, seen the commercial because that's part of the problem in Canada is we don't get those. Right. Uh, but they sent their uh, their sign guy, right? The guy that just holds up the signs. He, he's a meme that holds up random signs right. and spot him everywhere. Uh, and they make a meme of him hold, holding a sign there. Well, there was he was there at the game holding up a sign saying, when life gives you oh, lemons, make, make lemonade. That's a Bud Light ad. It, Why? Because they're coming up with a hard lemonade oh, now. Oh, are they? Right? So yeah. what was he holding in his hand, in his other hand? I didn't notice. Was that Bud Light lemonade holding that sign up. Huh. So... They got the advertising, almost had enough camera time. I mean, even the commentators noticed it and said that, mm. uh, but they didn't have to pay for the ad. Well, if there wasn't all the bums in the seats, uh, the stadium certainly still made money. The prices at the concession stands, as always at any sports events or any arena, anytime you go for a concert or any event at, a, at an arena, it's, everything is over-the-top expensive. Uh, refillable popcorn. This is all American dollars, of course, as well. 14 bucks for refillable popcorn. Well, at least you can refill it. A Reuben sandwich, 18 bucks. A barbecue platter, $22. Wow. A beer, 13 bucks. Remember, American dollars. Craft mm-hmm. beer, $15. A refillable souvenir pop, 14 bucks. Wow. 13 bucks for a beer. Yeah. Or 14 bucks for a pop. Yeah, that's right. Hot dog, 8 bucks. Fries, $9. Fries are very expensive. Wow. Yeah. Um, Hang on. So, a uh, fries, uh, a hot dog, and, and fries, fries, and a beer, and you're at uh, 10, 30 20. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. U.S. That's right. That's why, what, 150 Canadian? Now? Something like that. <laughs> um, in my opinion, uh, the weekend, good Scarborough guy should have taken that $7 million he dumped into the Super Bowl and wiped his arse with it. Why is there a bunch of people running around on the field with underwear on their head? That was his uh, thing. Adrian was trying to explain it to me. That, that He had shown up at the Grammys a couple years ago with this bandaged look and uh, had been doing a lot of uh, press with what looked to be uh, like facial surgery. Like mm. he had been nipped and tucked. But apparently that may have been uh, a slight at one of the Hadid sisters he was dating before. The whole thing was just, I, I just found him completely boring. The oh, whole, yeah? The whole thing was just, I mean, it was interesting. <clears throat> it looked cool, but it looked like a produced video. There was no, there was no live feel to it. Well, they were limited in what they can do, of course, right? I mean, you can't just have them up there with fans all around and uh, and dancing and, and singing, right? You couldn't have that fan experience around him because of COVID. No, but one of the great things about the Super Bowl halftime show is there's the unexpected, like you know when Aerosmith brings up Britney Spears. Right. Or, there's you're always waiting for that wow moment. Of, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And none of that happened. Yeah, and they'd announced before there wouldn't be any other stars brought up into it. And I'm not sure, you know, if it was a... It couldn't have been a COVID thing because they had the national anthem to separate, mm. uh, you know, that country guy and uh, and the, that girl who she could sing. Mm. Should have just been her singing it. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and they, they, you know, they're not a couple, so they could put them together. I'm not sure why they couldn't put someone with the weekend too. Here's what I'll say: when the most interesting thing about Superbland was a 95 year old woman in the stands, <laughs> that says a lot. At the beginning of the uh, Super Bowl, they uh, they did a little thing, and they always like to try to, you know, pull on the heartstrings. And they had uh, 
footage of uh, Tom Brady's parents and Patrick Mahomes' parents yeah. and, and others. It was nice. And I thought, because you had shared with us on Friday uh, about all the different mansions that Brady and Giselle have lived right. in. yes. And I thought to myself, I wonder if his parents are still like in a 500-square-foot condo somewhere. <laughs> or does he does he take care of them in that way? I would think so. When you're Tom Brady, do you put your parents in a beautiful home and charge them rent? Right. <laughs> well, Mom and Dad... For this particular property, uh, we're going to need about to twenty-eight grand a month. Yeah, I think once you're in the hundreds of millions in net worth, you you really got to share that around. Oh, you would think, and especially if I, with the parents. I'll tell you one thing, and then I'm sure you would do the same, uh, or maybe not. But I know I speak for me. If one day my either of my boys hits it and does really well, they're hearing from me <laughs> and my lawyer. <laughs> That's why they're moving away. <laughs> I know. People like Tony, we're taking David around uh, to say goodbye to family because he's leaving uh, this coming weekend. And and people will say to him all the time, why none of it? And then he points at me. <laughs> why do you think? <laughs> uh, like, like Daniel, your oldest, he just yeah. went to, to he, he put an ocean yeah. in between yeah. the two of you. But David said, I don't want an ocean, but I want at least two separate planes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't even get there direct. No, he's he's put a, a polar bear between, <laughs> That's right. between uh, us and him. <laughs> so. He's going to watch an elf too much. He's going to walk through the candy cane forest to get there. It's oh, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. I, I don't know how he's doing it, but I'm, I'm proud of him for, for taking this step. It, it really is uh, huge. So many people would not want to certainly move that far away from their family for I don't a even know. job. How do you... He's going to a Callowit, right? Yeah. None of it? Yeah. Like, how do you pack for that? Warmly. Well, you think. A lot of coats. A couple of sweaters and coats would take up most of one suitcase. Yeah. And it's not as if, you know, you're not flying in on a 747. It, mm. it, I think there's props on that plane to get you in there. You got a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, well, he... The company that hired him has uh, put to, uh, together a package for him. So he's a, they're going to pick up the cost of a lot of his freight and his flight. Okay. And we're going to drive him to Ottawa because, of course, in this country, it costs so much money. Like, I think he looked into a couple of flights out of Toronto to Ottawa. It's like 400 bucks. Yeah. Like it's so, you, can get to, you can get to Tampa <laughs> if you wanted to for under that out of the city of Toronto. And that's not even return. That's just one way. So... We're going to drive him. Plus, the other thing, too, is being in the east end and then the airport being in the west end. By the time we drove him out and got back, it's like two hours. It's three and a half to Ottawa. We might as well just drive him. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I did uh, I did that national game last year um, in Ottawa. Yeah. And, and they flew me back and forth. But by the time I had flown, uh, like, got into the airport, yep. parked, and did all of that, I, I would have already been there had I driven. Yeah. So we're and I've I don't think I've ever been to Ottawa. Now I've driven by it, but you know you're hauling across the 401 to Quebec or whatever Montreal. Well, so. that's not quite by it. It's a little no, I know little it's distance a little, from the it's south of it. 401. That's what I mean. I, well, yes, I, 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 I know that. <laughs> but you do in a way drive by it. Yes, it's just it's north. true. <laughs> just, just moron, just <laughs> north. <laughs> like two hours north. It's but not anyways. two hours north of the 401. <laughs> it can't be. It's, I just did the thing on the, my phone. It's three and a half hours from my door to the hotel. Right. Don't tell me it's two hours north of the 401. <laughs> it's an hour, but anyway. it's not an hour. How, how long is it to Kingston? You got to take a different. It's two hours to Kingston, and another hour to uh, and, then you, and then you go north. Well, you got to go a little bit past Kingston, and you take the 417 north. Oh, I'm not doing this. Now. <laughs>
<laughs> he can, he can, or you can go along like to Peterborough and go along seven, the back roads all the way there. He, he wants to go live somewhere like it's 1875. He can hitchhike. <laughs> <laughs> Get on a moose and ride. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. He's, there's 7,000 people in the uh, the main city there. Yes. Cowit or how? Cowit. Cowit. I can never get it right. Cowit. 7,000 people there, like 35,000 in the entire territory. And it spreads from, like, Manitoba to over Quebec. Big spot, yeah. Anyhow, he's going to do it. And he says he's going for a couple of years. So, see you at Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think you'll see him at Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, you know, actually. It might be difficult to get in and out. It might be, depending on how COVID. I'm sure by then. Well, he said up there there's a zero COVID at this point. I said, well, because there's zero people. Yeah. Well, he must have to get tested up the wazoo, too. Well, so he's got to go to Ottawa, and he's got to quarantine for two weeks. Okay. They're going to put him up in this hotel, and he's got to stay there for two weeks. Such a Like, that's, again, one of the examples of how horrible all of this is. Although, I guess if this wasn't going on, he wouldn't be quarantined. But think about this. You're a 24-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. You're in Ottawa on your own for two weeks in a hotel room. I'd be on a spree. <laughs> you know, I'd be going to bars and restaurants and meeting Stray and all this stuff. Right. Now you just got to sit in this hotel room well, and but here, stare out the window. And listen, I, I feel for him. But, but listen, you want to travel? This is what you've got to go through. Sure. I can't stand right now that there are people upset about the conditions at the hotels outside of Pearson, mm. right? They're, they're, they're complaining now, saying, well, I came back, I've got to wait three days, I can't get room service, I'm given, like, just a bagel for breakfast. That's the cost of travel, mm. right? For, for weeks and months, we've been saying, shut down the airport so no one can come in. Mm. Finally, we shut down the airport to the point where at least people have to quarantine. Now we're saying, well, those are enough, not nice conditions to quarantine. Don't travel, then. Stay put. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, this is, he's not going on a vacation. He's going for no, a job. No, I know. But uh, the, the, uh, the reporters who've been oh, yeah, yeah, bitching yeah. all along about people standing there filming people coming in and complaining mm. about it. Now they're standing outside the hotel saying these aren't good conditions. Guess what? <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> Are you sick of picking up dog poop, Lucky? Oh. <laughs> uh... Yes and no. I mean, I mean your guy is just little pebbles, it's tiny right? little things. Yeah. Um, and and it's more about taking him out to do it, right? Or letting him out to do it, and then having to plead with him to come back in. And the fact that it's not the boys doing it mm-hmm. will drive me nuts. Oh, they haven't taken on that job yet, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're not afraid to do it. It's just they don't nearly walk him as much as uh, I believe we had agreed to. Right. Do you find that the dog is becoming more of your responsibility oh, yeah. than anybody else's? Oh, well, and Adrian. Yeah. 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 Well, researchers at the University of Illinois found you can make your dog poop less by feeding them human-grade dog food. It's easier to digest, and they eat less because it has more nutrients. They say it can cut the amount of poop you're scooping by about 66%. I had a buddy who gave his dog, like, only, uh, like, natural food. It would be like, the thing would be eating turkey breast. Right. And, and, and stuff. And he said part of the reason was once it would poop, that poop would just, you just leave it there. It would disintegrate. And go right back into the uh, the ground. I'm sure the neighbors love that. <laughs> well, that was all in his, like, fenced-in yard. Right. But he said, yeah, he didn't have to go scoop it all up or anything like that. It would just basically dry up and disintegrate. Was it a big dog? Ah, uh, fair size. Yeah, I've always heard with the smaller ones. I know that our vet, when we had Murphy, because my parents used to feed it everything, 
from the table. They'd be having like bacon and eggs, and they, they, and it's not good on the uh, the little dog's stomachs. No, can't, can't digest that stuff. But the bigger ones, maybe they can. Uh, uh, finding Coop is choosy. Very picky. Oh, he's his, in uh, the right family. Right, then. yes. <laughs> with his eating habits. Like, he won't touch his food. Part of it, I think, is just he's been so, uh, like, uh, sold into snacks. Right. Right? Because we just throw snacks at him so that he will leave us alone every now and then. That's, I don't think he knows he has his own food. <laughs> we Evans there gagging over pasta and Coop's <laughs> g- gagging over. <laughs> kibble. What's yeah. this kibble? <laughs> uh, now, speaking of food, you know, we, uh, we had this discussion with Teddy Reader. At one of your uh, one of our rocky blocks, where he is having us eat crickets. Remember, you brought the crickets and the right? cricket yes. powder. Remember that day. That conversation seems to have died down a bit. Everybody's talking about how one day we'd have to move to eating crickets and all of that. But it turns out, if you're allergic to shellfish, there's a good chance you'd be allergic to cricket meat as well. Oh, so if you're not on board with eating of the crickets, start telling everybody you got a shellfish uh, right. allergy, and you'll you'll get out of it. Allergies get everybody out of everything. Uh huh. My wife told me she had a shellfish allergy yeah. when we were first dating. Until I introduced her to crab and lobster. All of a sudden. And all of a sudden, that allergy was gone. <laughs> <laughs> She's only allergic to cheap seafood. <laughs> um, researchers in Madagascar discovered the world's smallest reptile. A chameleon that can fit on the tip of your finger. Okay. Here's the interesting part. The male chameleon, their junk is almost 20% of its total body size. Wow. I have a lot in common. <laughs> what, it can fit on your tip of your finger? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson's Thriller. Remember that song? Uh, yes. No, never heard it. <laughs> is that new? Michael who? <laughs> Michael Jordan? No, Jackson. Um, he was. That song was originally called Starlight. And the hook went, give me some starlight, starlight sun. So same rhythm. Yeah. Give me starlight. Starlight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about, I mean, the video, I think, made that song, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. It was oh. the longest and, I think, most produced video of the right. time. Wow. Can you imagine if they hadn't changed it? Yeah. And what the hell's a Starlight Sun, anyhow? Well, you think they'd have to change all, like, the whole the whole theory theme of, the song. of the song, right? Yeah. yeah. Flamin' Hot Cheetos. You ever enjoy Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Uh, I don't think so. They Just, were in, uh, unless that's Cheetos on the way out. Right. Well, <laughs> they can be. Uh, inve- they were invented by a janitor named Richard Montez at uh, Frito-Lay's California plant. Since then, Richard's done well for himself. He's worked his way up to running PepsiCo's multicultural sales and community promotions division. Huh, I wonder if that means, then, that he was just, like, eating some Cheetos on a break as a janitor. And maybe putting some, like, hot sauce on them. Or, or just, you know, saying, hey, in my culture, yeah. we need a little more spice or heat to it. Could be something as simple as that. And, and impressive, too. I mean, I don't know what his education was or his background prior to being a janitor. But, you know, a lot of times to move up in a company like that, you've got to have some kind of formal. More than a mop. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, good for him. Jackie Chan. We all know Jackie Chan, uh-huh. the action star. Well, he's also an opera singer. And he's released more than 20 albums. Really? I'd like to hear one. I have to look that up on YouTube or something. I don't think they've ever used that in any of his movies. You think they would? Well, I don't know that opera music and beating the crap out of somebody go hand in hand. <laughs> right. But, but he tries his hand at comedy in his movies, yeah. right? You think yeah. somewhere an opera line would have come in. It's kind of disappeared, hasn't he? I guess he's getting 
past that kicking and punching. He's got to be in his 60s, Tough probably. to do all his own stunts that way. Yeah. The first appearance of a Cookie Monster was in an IBM training film in 1967. Really? A cookie Monster knew about IBM at the time. I do not know. Uh-huh. Apple, you would think. But then he would just spit that out. <laughs> he wouldn't like it. <laughs> Diet Pepsi isn't vegan, just in case you uh, are vegan and we're thinking about it. But Pepsi won't say what animal ingredient it uses that keeps it from being vegan because that's commercial sensitive information. Oh. It is always said you should stay away from all diet anything. Like, you know when you look at, like, uh, salad dressings? Or right. If it says diet, it just means that they've implemented a bunch of factory-made processed yeah, crap. Depends to, on what they've put in yeah. to make it that way. The long talks about aspartame and that kind yeah. of thing, right? Diet anything you should stay away from. I mean, if you're going to drink a Pepsi or a Coke, just drink a, a Pepsi <laughs> or a Coke. Just don't drink a 12-pack a day. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always about the, you know, enjoy whatever you want, but enjoy it. Except for, of course, red wine. I but then I don't drink diet red wine because I think, oh, it's better for me. But didn't you get on to those, like, calorie-wise or light beers, too, no. at one point? Oh, I'm on the light beers. Right. But I don't know that that's necessarily a diet thing, Well, right? like the ultras and... Yeah, I'm still drinking those. Yeah, because those are less carbs. You'd think that would be more of a diet version. Right, right? but what do they do to take the carbs out of beer? Because I know with, like, diet any kind of food. There's a lot of processing. I don't know about taking carbs out of beer. Right. Or maybe I'm just convincing that whatever I'm doing to myself is fine for me. I think that's probably that it. Might be it. That might <laughs> and be And when it. you're on your 15th, are you really yeah. counting carbs at that point? I can't count to 15. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. The Beatles were the only artists that ever had five songs in the top five spots on the Billboard charts. In 1964, if you weren't a member of the Beatles... You might as well have given up. They had Can't Buy Me Love, Twist and Shout, She Loves You. I want to hold your hand and please, please me. Who was sixth? <laughs> Go, come on. Pete Best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, pop and such, a can of Coke, I didn't know this. A can of Coke is 90% water. A can of Diet Coke is 99% water. Okay, so, so it's watered down. Yeah, maybe Diet Coke is better for you. Maybe what I thought all along is wrong. <laughs> Go have as many Cokes as you want. Pepsi, Coke, whatever you want. It's almost water. That's right. It's good for you. The first commercial jingle was in a Wheaties radio ad in 1926. Okay. Clownfish, like the one in Finding Nemo, can change from male to female if they need to for reproduction. Oh. You can go hump yourself. (laughs) Why don't you go hump yourself? I think I will. So in the movie, once Nemo's mother was killed, if you remember the movie, Nemo's mother was uh, was killed, okay. and his father. So his father would have had to grow in female sex organs and started reproducing with Nemo. That's that a, gets a little awkward. That's a new twist on that movie, yeah. huh? <laughs> Finding Nemo's privates. <laughs> All of a sudden, that becomes a movie you don't want to watch with the kids. Bill Lear, the guy who invented Lear Jets, also invented the eight-track tape player. Really? That's odd, huh? Speaking of albums on the charts, Pink Floyd's album, The Dark Side of the Moon, was on Billboard's 200 album charts for a record 958 weeks and counting, but only spent one week at number one in 1973. Really? Yeah. It sold a few copies. A couple of them. It did all right. Uh, and finally, oh no, two more things. America, this, is, this is, says I think a lot about America. America has laws against animal abuse before there were laws against child abuse. So you could beat up a kid, just not a dog. Right. That's not cool. No. 
And this is sad for the elephants. Elephants grow six different sets of teeth in their lifetime. Once that final set falls out, the sixth, they die of starvation. Wow. Now, do you think they know that? Like, do do you think one elephant's talking to another elephant, and they see this other elephant, and they go, well, he's down to his final round. (laughs) I'm going to move on, and I'm going to try to catch his lady, because he's almost done. He's got a toothache over there. That's right. I'm moving in. (laughs) The elephant's going to the dentist all the time. I got to floss. I really got to floss more. I got kids. I shouldn't have eaten all that candy. Could you imagine knowing... That you, when your teeth fall out, that's it for you. Right. Lights out. They're vegetarians too, right? Yeah. How do they get that big being vegetarian? They'll eat a lot of veggies. <laughs> a lot of veggies. And they put ranch on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look who joins us. It's Teddy Reader for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Teddy, our bucks. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> we were out on the field, of course, helping because yeah, we both had our jerseys on on Friday. The only reason a growing man should be wearing a jersey is if he's signed by the team. <laughs> Otherwise, I guess you two are celebrating, what, your 14th or 15th birthday? How does that? <laughs> yeah, I slept in my jersey. <laughs> so, Teddy. Yes. I thought of you over the weekend because uh, the lovely Maria and I uh, took our son David to a, an Asian uh, grocery store. My son is moving to none of it. I don't know if I've told you this, but he is leaving <laughs> next week, and Maria will have none of it. She is not happy about this, but he is taking a job with a newspaper up there. So we were getting him stocked up with groceries and such because, you know, there's probably limited supply up there. So we were strolling through this Asian grocery store, and I saw, as, as you will in, when you go to a specialty store, a lot of things you won't normally see in your everyday grocery store. And uh, I thought to myself, I need Teddy here to explain some of this stuff to me. So, for example, I didn't realize that there is something called black chicken, where the skin yes. is actually black. Now, does it taste different? Do you cook it different, Ted? The uh, I, <clears throat> I've only cooked the black chicken once, and I used it in a soup, and okay. it made an amazing, amazing soup. And it's a little bit of a tougher bird, so it takes a longer cook, and it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not my uh, everyday thing. But, no, it's not an everyday <laughs> it's thing. It's fun to play with. I saw something called beef honeycomb, which is actually looks like a bee's nest. It's all white. What what is beef honeycomb? <laughs> That'd be the tripe out of the uh, the honeycomb tripe out of the the stomach of the animal. Oh, okay, and again, it's just what did you boil it? Do you do you? Uh... Well, like the Italians will do it in a sugo, so they'll slice it very thin and they'll cook it for a long period of time until it's very tender. Okay. Uh, if you go for some Vietnamese food, and uh, sometimes in the noodle and soup, you'll find uh, tripe that'll be in there, sliced very thin. It's actually quite tasty. Yeah, it's not the type of story you go to and say, where's your KD? No. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Uh, The KD there has, like, chicken heads in it. That's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny, too, because they have, like, some full chickens and stuff. It's not presented the way it's presented in kind of everyday grocery stores. But the culture is is different in that manner, in that you don't waste the animal in those cultures. Whereas here... No, everything is... uh, Yeah. Everything is eaten. Everything is eaten, and there's. I've been into this. uh, I think the same grocery store that you went to, and uh, lamb's tongue. Yeah, uh, I picked up in there, and chicken heads, and chicken feet, and you can get boneless chicken feet as well. 
And they're like chicken feet are amazing for making chicken soup. Okay, so they've got lots of gelatin in them, so it gives you a better flavor in your stock. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Now, I saw the chicken feet, and I thought to myself, well, do you treat these like you would, like, chicken wings where you just coat them up in hot sauce? No, I guess not, huh? Well, the the boneless uh, chicken feet, which are really amazing, and I'd love to see how they do the processing on that because there's no bones left in it, but you just have this outer uh, skin, and it's been partially cooked, and it fries up awesome. Hmm. Almost better than pork rinds. But chicken feet with the bones in, I've smoked them and fried them before. And then, uh, so you want to cook them. They, they're they tough, so you've got to cook them for a long period of time so that they get very, very soft and tender. And uh, dim sum. You'll often get a little basket of chicken feet yep. okay. and a spicy uh, bean sauce. Yeah, I, it's pretty you know, tasty. there's a side of me that as I, as I was roaming through this grocery store and I'd see things like lung, beef lung, beef intestine. I'm like, you know, I should buy a package of it and get go home and figure out what to do with it. But wow, that's a bold play. That is a bold play. <laughs> yeah. It's a bold play. Yeah, then, you, Craig, it's way outside the box. <laughs> don't, don't go hurting yourself right now. You're not there yet. You're not there yet, man. Especially when most of those stores have a hot counter with chicken balls on it. Oh, yeah, we went home so with dinner. Oh, yeah, we went home with the, the family uh, special. Um, and what is a gizzard, uh, Teddy? A chicken gizzard. Well, the gizzards, you've got uh, the, the innards of the animals. So is that the what gizzards a gizzard is? Usually, yeah, you've got the, the heart and the lung and uh, the gizzard, which comes, I believe, out of the throat area of the uh, animal. And uh, there's, it's, uh, they're great. It's great. Like, I love chicken hearts. I think chicken hearts are fantastic. Turkey hearts. Uh, the livers are fantastic. A uh, good hot sear with chicken livers in a pan with some butter and some onions and a bit of garlic, salt, and pepper. That's all you need. I mean, there's. it, it, it seems weird when you go through the store. Mm. But I bought a, a cow foot the other day. <clears throat> yeah, cow foot. <laughs> what do you do with the cow foot, Ted? <laughs> So you, what's great about it, they, the, the butcher counters, they have, uh, they have those band saws there, right? So they take the cow foot and they cut it into rounds. And then you slowly cook it in liquid. And the, all the gelatin and the meat, and it gets super, super soft and tender. And it just falls right off the bone. God, can it's we go amazing. back to last week when we just talked chili dogs? Because <laughs> I had chili dogs yesterday, and this conversation is bringing that dog back up. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll just go with a chicken breast and fries. <laughs> Should we go to Helenda's and just get a ribeye? <laughs> Ribeyes are pretty tasty, yeah. I will say. I would yeah. say top of the t- with a with a side of cow foot. <laughs> right. Okay, Teddy. Well, <laughs> you guys have the cow foot, Teddy. I got a couple of places where I think you can stick it, <laughs> and I'll go to Helenda's for the ribeye. I'll go grab me some uh, beef intestine and head over to Teddy's place. All right, Teddy. If anybody wants to talk about any part of the animal with you, how do they get a hold? You're going to find me at uh, tedreader.com or in social media at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.